In episode two of So Say We Travel, the podcast, we're going to talk all about trucks and towing. Including what can your truck tow, what you might want from your towing experience, and why you might consider upgrading your tow vehicle. And finally, we're going to talk about our favorite characters from the show, Battlestar Galactica. And our not-so-favorite ones. Welcome aboard to So Say We Travel. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we're So Say We Travel. Um, and since our last episode, we have done quite a bit towards yes. our transition <laughs> to full-time life. Yes. Again, we're currently weekend warriors, um, and we're making the transition to full-timing in our RV so hopefully you'll learn some things throughout this process going along with us transitioning from bricks and sticks into going on the road. Um, so we're going to kind of give you little updates as we take steps towards that. So mm -hmm. what have we done since our last episode? Well, we met with our realtor. Uh, we've actually had this realtor for a long time. This will be our, our, her third sale of our, our houses. So uh, she, we're really familiar with her, so we love her. So we met with her and she uh, kind of helped us decide what the market would be like, mm -hmm. um, when would be a good time to put it on the market, um, and then how much we could potentially make off of the sale of our house. Yeah. So kind of getting that ball rolling, setting a date for when we want to be out of the house and into the RV, into the Galactic on the road. Mm -hmm. um, that's taken place. Uh, yep. We've started downsizing quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Starting um, selling and, you know, figuring out what we're going to put in storage and what we're going to box up to take with us. Donate uh, versus trash. Yes. And that's that's a whole separate process, going mm -hmm. with the minimalist, like what do I actually need, need. Um, versus what do I want to keep, right. what makes me comfortable. And we're going to keep a lot of the stuff for the kids too. We want we want them to have some furniture when they first, you know, start their, start their lives. So we're going to keep a lot of the furniture just for them. That's the only reason we're keeping it. Yeah, definitely. And, and so what things that don't really provide actual practical value, but what things have sentimental value yes. is some of the things that we're considering when downsizing. Mm. Um, so I'm thinking we may actually do a whole episode on that. Just how we made the choices that we did as far as what yeah. was sentimental, what we wanted to keep mm -hmm. um, versus what actually brought practical value and kind of discerning that and, and making those choices, get rid of things. Also um, having a plan for how we're going to put things in, in storage. And mm -hmm. I got this idea. I can't claim it, but I got it from uh, Mark and Trish over at Keep Your Daydream where they had totes and they numbered the totes and they cataloged mm -hmm. everything that went inside the totes yeah. when they put it in storage. That way it'd be easy to find. So we may go in depth and, and document our process with that. Mm -hmm. That way you can possibly get some ideas, maybe learn something and also give us tips on how we could do it better. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so we're doing all this meeting with yeah. the realtor downsizing everything all the while still working our nine to fives or yes. Monday through Wednesday, nine to five. So Charlie is a, I am a vision therapy administrator. Um, so I work in a clinic where we specialize with children who have reading problems, learning to, to read, to write, um, and just vision problems in general. If you're not, if you're not familiar with that, we, we deal with, uh, like amblyopia kids, strabismus kids where they have eye turns, um, things like that. So, uh, I basically kind of help out in that clinic and, uh, do scheduling and, and things like that. So I work Monday through Thursday. Uh, I have the, the luxury of only having a four-day work week, um, but my days are long. Um, we work 10-hour days, so but it's nice to have those four-day four -day work weeks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then I'm a high school teacher, um, and all that implies. I work in the public school system, um, and then we're in the springtime, that, that point where a lot of students are checking out, and so it's really <laughs> hard to get them to stay motivated yeah. <laughs> um, and, and engaged all the way up until the end. There's still a lot of information to teach them, but also a lot of cool, fun stuff that comes with that. You're talking about your proms, uh, end of the end of the year, you know, parties, uh, 
graduation, all that kind of that energy is in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we do. And I, you know, I'm, I can't even name the hours that I work as a public school teacher, <laughs> but again, all that implies it, it. It's a great time. Absolutely love the job. Uh, it's probably one of the, be the, the hardest things about going on the road. Definitely. Yeah. I think we both really love our jobs. Yeah. And we just, <laughs> The aspects of it, you, yeah. you can't, you got to find another way to, to make a living. And so letting those go will be one of the hardest things about going on the road. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit about our jobs and what we've been up to. But also uh, for the girls, um, both of them ran track this year. Yeah. Um, our teenage girls. Uh, mm-hmm. One is in high school and one is in middle school. Mm-hmm. Shania, the high schooler, did really, really great. Had a great season. Uh, Peyton in middle school is her middle first school. year doing track. Yeah. Yeah. She's eighth grader. Um, she ran track for the first time, but she loved it. She had a blast. Uh, she met a lot of people, made a lot of friends. So. That's she awesome. Did, she did really well, too. Yeah, we went to a couple of meets, and, and you could tell, like, it was something new for her, but mm-hmm. she was gutting it out, and yeah. that, that's all you can ask for, you know, just the determination, the grit, and then following through on a commitment. Right. That's yes. the most important thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure it was a little bit of a wake-up call for her to, the first competitive athletic she gets into is cross-country and track. Yeah. Because um, it asks for you a lot physically, but she stuck it out. Yeah. You know, she stuck it out, saw it to the end, and I'm really proud of both of them. Had a really, really great season. Um, As far as camping, uh, since our last episode, our last time we were out was Mm -hmm. at Jellystone. Uh, Now we're here at Granger Granger Lake in Taylor Park. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for the foreseeable future, we'll be back here in... Mm On Memorial Day? Yes. Memorial Day. So that's what's been going on with the camping and what's on the calendar for us in the future of camping. Mm-hmm. We're coming back here to Taylor Park. It's absolutely beautiful. It is we, really nice. Yeah. So nice. The sites are huge. They're very large sites. Uh, our neighbors, I don't know if you can see, but they're pretty far away. So no, they're, nobody's right on top of each other. So it's really nice and open. And you got this really nice tree line that runs around pretty much the perimeter. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really secluded. You know, you don't... Yeah, you know there's stuff on the other side. Yeah, the and the lake's not far. It's right... I mean, we, we can take a walk and we can we can see it. So, yeah. So just a little bit of updates on what's going on with us and uh, in our lives and our transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but really kind of the... What I wanted to talk about in this episode was probably the thing that I feel we researched probably the most yeah. out of this entire process right. of getting into an RV. The thing that I researched the most was trucks Truck. and towing. Because mm-hmm. um, we had a truck, so we needed to know how much that truck could pull. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and so that was kind of the the thing that made it really kind of financially it made sense for us mm-hmm. we talked a little about that in our, in our last episode how the rv makes sense as far as traveling commuting but if you're paying for a truck and an rv like mm-hmm. the the financial situation is a little different right. we were fortunate that we had been we were paying off my truck yes right around the same time we started shopping for an rv mm-hmm. and so we were just going to swap out the payment the payment for mm-hmm. the truck for yep. the rv so that really narrowed it down and it helped us really laser focus on yeah. what we could get for an RV because mm-hmm. we needed a rig that my truck could pull. Right. Um, so I'm just going to go and open up with this that again, I, I teach high school art. I'm more creative minded. Um, not a math major in the slightest. So <laughs> that was a huge kind of jump for me because there's so much math involved yeah. with towing and all that process. And we're going to talk about it definitely a lot more. Um, but yeah, there's some base definitions that I want to kind of come up with and get out there because as we use them i want you to uh understand what they mean and, and how that applies and the first one is going to be for the vehicle right is the gross vehicle weight rating um that's how much the frame of your truck right your your train your nothing your vehicle on the road cannot weigh any more than this before you're operating it unsafely 
Okay. So that's everything. In, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff. So yeah, I was he's, doing. He's done all of this research. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. done any of it. So the gross vehicle weight rating, that means like just the truck by itself, like whatever you have in the back, whatever you, the, the full tank of gas, the uh, all the people, the truck cannot weigh more than that. That's the gross vehicle weight rating. Um, and then you have the GCWR and that's the gross combined weight rating. And that takes your truck, right? Plus whatever you're towing, right? Cannot exceed this number. So you take the, the GC, uh, GVWR of your truck and then you add whatever it is that you're towing. I'm assuming that would be the GVWR, whatever total that could weigh. Add those together and that gives you the GCWR. And that's, you cannot way more than that with both of them combined before you start running risks and and when i say that there's a lot of people that i've seen post every time when i was researching go well i've got this vehicle and it can tow you know i've towed before no problem right and so like you can drive around with bald tires you could very well stop and go with bald tires and drive from point a to point b but the question is when it's raining you know, mm-hmm. the risk factor goes up. When someone stops very quickly in front of you, the risk factor goes up. And that's kind of the same thing we're talking about here with these numbers. You very well could have a truck that could get the Galactica moving, or maybe not even a truck from some of the stuff we've seen. Yes. Right? Seen SUVs pull some of these things. 30-foot trailers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> you, the, the, the SUV very well could get that rig stopping and going and driving down the road when it's sunny, when it's dry, when it works until the, it doesn't exactly yes. <laughs> exactly that and it's in that moment right when things start to go sideways that's when you need you know what i'm saying if you didn't plan for that that's when the risk factor goes way way up so just keep that in mind when we're putting these numbers out there and, and we're being extremely cautious and, mm-hmm. and position we're coming from yes. is what the stickers say what mm-hmm. safety says what the law says um as far as all these numbers so just keep that in mind do your research basically. yes definitely yes. do, do your research. own research so then there's the gross axle weight rating. So we're talking about just the truck, um, but I believe they have the two on the RV. Uh, it's just how much each axle mm-hmm. on the truck, the weight can support. You can't put no more weight on the either front or rear axle. Um, we're going to talk about payload. Um, that's a really important one is so you've got the truck and you've got how much the truck weighs and it's how much extra weight you can put on the truck mm-hmm. before you're getting over that GVWR. So that um, the GVWR, how much it weighs overall, mm-hmm. right? The truck itself takes up a huge portion of that. Yes. And then based on what packages you have on the truck, especially with ours, we ran into that issue. When it's four-wheel drive, there's more parts and stuff, machinery in the truck. So, so it, you can put into Yeah, the how much the truck weighs goes mm-hmm. up. That decreases how much extra stuff, cargo, people, mm-hmm. water, fuel, that you can put in the truck. So that's your payload, all the extra space that you have cargo people outside of what the, the base vehicle weight is mm-hmm. so that's payload um curb weight just how much the truck weighs just sitting on the curb no nobody in it nothing in it uh um tongue weight that is more of the rig we'll talk about that later uh towing capacity is important for the truck um and yeah those numbers are usually what advertisers use to brag Mm-hmm. This truck can pull, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but... maybe in a test environment <laughs> yes. where there's nothing on the road, you're on an airplane runway, right. it has the capability to pull X, mm-hmm. but can it pull X safely? Can it pull X when... When it's raining. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. stop quickly. Yeah. So definitely do your research. Look at the owner's manual. Don't go off of commercials, like, because they're really trying to get you to buy the truck, and they're talking, like, the most the truck could potentially pull, but not necessarily practical real-world applications yes, all the time. Exactly. So keep that in mind, the towing capacity. Um, 
Yeah, and the other specifics like fuel economy is really important, but not necessarily the safety issue mm -hmm. of towing. It's more of a, a luxury thing. So just those are some base things that we're going to be throwing around. Just want you to know what, the, what those means as we get to start talking about it. So uh, the truck that we had when we started was a 2002 Chevy Silverado. Mm -hmm. um, it is a four-wheel drive yep. uh, Z71. 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 Yeah. The Z71 really doesn't help with towing. Just It has a different suspension package. Um, so really a non-factor didn't help at all, but really what made the difference is a four wheel drive. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that it was a 1500 V8 5.3, mm -hmm. uh, liter engine. So it definitely had the, the power, it had the torque, um, uh, to move the truck, not only in flat terrain, mm -hmm. but also in off-road terrain. Um, and we found that out really, really good yes, we did. <laughs> when we, for one of the first trips that we took, yes. it was pulling that, that four wheel drive yes. was getting put to work. Um, so with that in mind, right, it had the, so the, the truck that we have, the Silverado, it has a, again, the axle ratio is 3.73 because it's the four wheel drive, mm -hmm. uh, really, really high axle ratio. Um, it has a gross vehicle weight rating of 6,400 pounds. Um, the gross combined weight rating of 13,000 pounds. Um, and then tongue weight of potentially a thousand pounds with the weight distribution hitch. We'll talk more about that when we talk about the Galactica. Um, the towing capacity of 8,700 pounds. And then the the rest is like nuance, like fuel uh, MPGs and stuff like that. So knowing what our towing capacity was, 80, what, 8,500 pounds, mm -hmm. um, what the, the engine could pull and different things like that really helped us narrow down yes. the what rig we could get. Yeah. So some basic stats on the Galactica, and we have a separate uh, YouTube video um, that talks more in depth and shows exactly the actual numbers on the Galactica. I'm going to reference some basic numbers here. The the gross vehicle weight rating of the Galactica, and that's a 2020 StarCraft Super Light 261BH. The gross vehicle weight rating is 7,500 pounds. So the most weight we could put on the Galactica, right? Full water tanks, gear, everything like that. Legally, right? Definitely fit inside the towing capacity of that the 2002 Chevy Silverado. So we were good there. Um, the dry hitch weight was 790 pounds. Um, that would be a lot just on the rear, the hitch, but we got the weight distribution hitch. And what the rate distribution hitch takes the hitch weight or the tongue weight of the, whatever it is that you're towing, and it spreads it out over the bumper, the rear axle, and the front axle. So all of that weight just isn't sitting on that back, which makes it a lot more safer to drive and uh, makes it, again, possible for you to tow, tow heavier weights. Yes. Of course, that are within that the that gross combined mm -hmm. that weight rating. So um, again, another thing to remember is that, so at 7,500 pounds, the, gr the most weight we could put in the Galactica plus, <clears throat> excuse me, the GVWR of the truck, mm -hmm. right? So 7,500 plus 6,400, what are we looking at? 13, 13 something. Right? So right there, it's right underneath the gross combined weight rating of you know the the truck mm -hmm. so it's right there right at the edge it's really really hard i don't think we'll ever fully fully load the galactica right right but we were right there we were and that's yes. kind of yeah we were a lot of things we were right under mm -hmm. we had a little bit of play maybe 100 pounds or so barely 100 yeah. pounds is not a lot to have as a uh 
Yeah, a cushion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like, we had a meme on our Instagram <laughs> where, you, you know, if, if five... Ca- calculating Yeah, if five people go and eat at an all-you-can-eat buffet, you know, for lunch, all of a sudden, that 100 pounds <laughs> is... really kind of Cutting it close. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, so we were right there. It could do it safely again, but that's if the Galactica was fully loaded, if the truck was fully loaded right at both of their GVWRs, we'd be right at that 13,000 pounds. Um, but again... For we were planning on being weekend warriors. Yes. We were yes. never going to have a full we freshwater tank. Mm-hmm. We were, yeah, we we, we ne- always planned on being places where we could hook up for yeah. water and so, stuff like that. So we, we weren't too worried about it. So we were perfectly fine as far as as that's concerned. Um, the Galactica is. So that's me as far as width and everything is concerned. Oh, it had the the tongue weight again of the seven ninety, and I said like it spreads out over the the bumper, the rear axle, and the front axle. So that weight distribution hitch really, really helped. And also has the resistance bars on the side. Um, So there was like no no sway sway Mm -hmm. at all. Um, With that four-wheel drive, that weight distribution hitch, like that truck pulled the Galactica so well. uh, Didn't feel it at all. Um, Sway, that is. Uh, I would say it even pulled it well on our first trip. It did. So our first trip, actually, we took in the Galactica was to... We went to uh, Fredericksburg, the Jellystone out there in Fredericksburg. Um, so it's going through hill country, uh, right out, right outside of Austin. Mm-hmm. So that's where the four, four wheel drive really kicked in. <laughs> yes. Cause I mean, it's constant, like uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill all the way. It's a two hour drive and it's pretty much hill country the entire way there. Yes. So it, it really, really shined. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we yeah, made yeah, that drive. yeah definitely. Um, but that was the trip. <laughs> that was one of the first trips we took and we literally had. That was really the first time you towed it. We like, had, yeah. you, I mean, you were, you were, you were a noob. Yeah, <laughs> at that time for sure. And we had all bodies in the car. Yep. Uh, we were worried about the weight in the Galactica, so we really didn't put anything in the yeah. rig. We had no, everything in the in back the of the truck. But I, to the to the number, I was yeah. like, we can't put so and so because we don't want to go over the payload because the payload was so small mm-hmm. in that four wheel drive. Like we, after we put all the people in there and a little bit of gear in the back, we, we only took had, exactly how much we needed and nothing extra. Yeah. So the hitch weight plus the people. Plus a little bit of the cargo, only the cargo that we needed for the trip. Yeah. And we were like within 123 pounds of going mm-hmm. over the payload. Yeah. Um, so that was just something. But yeah, like you said, it was, that grade was crazy. It yeah. was like going up and then down and then yeah. around curves. And I'm people from the north, you're probably like, ah, you know, that's no big deal. But <laughs> I've never towed anything really that big before. It, yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, the, the four wheel drive, just mm-hmm. no problem. We, I would say about what, hour and a half. Two hours to get there? No, it was a little bit longer. Because Fredericksburg. It was, like, it was yeah, two, it about two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. A little further south. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing unreasonable. You know, mm-hmm. we'd have to drive like 40 or 50 miles an hour, you know, to go around everything. So yeah. truck held up really, really well. Um, so we had a great time out there. Came home. Took a couple more trips. You know, just little. Little weekenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really where we started to feel the limitations of our our Chevy. Um, well, I'll talk about that at the end. I'll talk about that at the end. It's really, really important to remember, though, that the Chevy is what we had. Yes, we had that at the time, and we didn't need to upgrade our truck. Didn't need to buy a truck. So yeah. we looked at what we could tow with what we had. Yes, and and we'll talk about the more in the later, but definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took a trip to Louisiana, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> to go visit my family down yeah. there. Um, that's what. Depending on how you drive, eight, eight hours, nine hours. Eight, between eight to nine. Yeah. 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 It's flat. Mm-hmm. All downhill. It's an easy drive. Yeah. So there was no issue. The truck nope. was pulling just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect weather. Yeah. Yeah. No But rain, that's no where nothing. the more nuanced stuff. So we're not talking mm-hmm. about the numbers and safety and, and towing capability, uh, but more the nuanced numbers of mm-hmm. 
Comfort. Comfort. Because it was only, it's a, an extended cab. Yes. It's not the crew cab. Yes. Did I say that right? Yes, it's an extended cab. You're extended right. cab. Um, yeah, it's it, it's the extended cab, mm-hmm. and we've got five bodies in there. Five bodies, You yes. know, the, the teenagers and, and Maddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't bring the boys. No. You know, and that was heartbreaking. There was no room. There was just no space. No, like, no I mean, room. Apollo weighs what? A hundred pounds. A hundred, like right there. Like we add Apollo <laughs> yeah, and like we're no we're more payload. Over. Yeah, no payload. Uh, but then we, you know, Hilo, he's right about 30 or 40 mm-hmm. pounds. Um, he's 30 pounds. He's not 40. He looks 50. <laughs> no, he he looks 50. No, he doesn't. It's like a bowling pin <laughs> from the top. Anyway, so yeah, we couldn't take the boys with us and that was a little sad. Um, mm-hmm. It was the longest trip we had taken. Mm-hmm. Um, we stopped because, you know, the, the four wheel drive that... And then the smaller wheels, I think they're 16 inch wheels on that mm-hmm. Silverado. Like the the rate rotations per minute, right, were really, really high. So our miles per gallon was really, really low. Yeah, was... um, and we stopped to fill in. The price doesn't matter. I, mm-hmm. The price, we, that's how many times you had to I fill mean, up that I mean, gas matter. was really, really cheap at that time. So yeah. we didn't spend a whole lot in gas, but we stopped a bunch of times. Like I every think two we, hours. Yeah, we stopped at least three or four times yeah. there. Yeah. One way. So, mm-hmm. again, we, we calculated the price, but then we thought about it. Like, the price really doesn't matter because it was cheap then if you compare it to gas prices now. Right. Um, but Gas fluctuates you mm-hmm. know, so much. But so. what doesn't change is how many times you have to fill it up. Right. And I think it's because that the high rotations were that three, mm-hmm. uh, seven, three gear ratio in the back mm-hmm. and the smaller wheels, mm-hmm. which is what you want for the four-wheel drive. Like, yeah. it lets you do the, the, the terrain and things like that. But mm-hmm. as far as traveling on the road, fuel economy mm-hmm. was really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but it, the four-wheel drive helped because we went out to the property in Mississippi mm-hmm. um, and we had to go, you know, across some grass. We put the, the Galactica not on pavement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so getting it in and out of there, again, the truck worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. But, again, it was not comfortable. Yeah. I think on the way back, we ran into some traffic right outside of... Houston? Yeah, or right, right on the other side of or Beaumont. No, yeah, it was right on, right after we talked uh, crossed into Texas. They yeah. were doing all kinds of construction. So we were in traffic for a while. And it, we, you know, so the way down there wasn't any traffic. Mm-hmm. So we cracked the windows, you know, because if we ran the AC, no. that even made it worse, yeah. right? We ran the AC and we were filling up with every hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and then, it was hot. Like we went in October. Yep. So it was, it was muggy and hot. So we wanted to run the AC, but mm-hmm. when we ran into that traffic, we really couldn't. Yeah. So we're sitting there, you know, in traffic. You know, trying to save on gas, mm-hmm. you know, in tight spaces, yeah. you know, got hot. So, again, that that, and that just all factors of comfort, right? Comfort, yes. If you're willing to deal with that discomfort, if that's a non-issue for you, then that truck's perfect. Yeah. You know, you don't need anything different. It's good for short trips, but when... Certainly. It, it really came into... To, the longer trips, the longer we, trips definitely, we, we definitely felt it. when we noticed it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we couldn't take the boys. We couldn't take everybody we wanted to take with us. Uh, you know, fuel economy wasn't that great. Yeah. Comfort wasn't that great. Right. Um, so then right at the end of the trip, we kind of joked about it yeah, we when did. we were down there <laughs> talking with the family. Even like, with your dad. Yeah. We're yeah. like, yeah, we're we're not, not gonna, we're not gonna, we don't need a new truck. Yeah. It's fine. We'll yeah. Know what we have. Yep. Yeah. We was like, oh, uh, you know, maybe get a new truck, you know, in a couple of a years. Year. Yeah. I think it was a year yeah, yeah. that we were thinking about it. We yes. get back, we get back home to Texas and we're just like, yeah, let's look. Start Googling let's, some let's, trucks. Let's, like, let's look around. <laughs> So with that, like we decided that we're going to see what we can do as mm-hmm. far as upgrading. Um, and so we started doing our research and we've had positive relationships with Dodge, with Dodge vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, I had Dodge pretty much. I all, that's all I dro- drove. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started driving was Dodge. Um, so I really like Dodge in general. 
and I was familiar with the interface and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So we stuck with Jodge. Yeah. So you have the neon. Mm-hmm. How many neons have you had? Four. Four neons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because the car went bad. It's no, like, it's just yeah. yeah no, oh. it was like my very first car was a '95 Dodge Neon. That thing was duct taped together, <laughs> but it was a great car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and then, then I traded that one in and got another, like a nicer one, you know, cause I had, I had a, a kid by then. So I had to get it something mm-hmm. a little bit more family friendly. And I think I traded that one in for another one too. Like I just kept getting them and they were really great cars. I mean, they were fuel efficient. They were inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I love to dodge. And I was always a fan of the body style of the Durangos. Mm-hmm. So we, we needed, when we got together mm-hmm. and we all of a sudden our blended family went from like separately it was like two <laughs> yes. and i had two and you had i had two yeah yes. <laughs> well no no i had it was me and shania was oh, two yes. but you but I had two girls three so yes. we all come together and, and it's like our number just and then add maddie to yeah. the mix right and then we got pregnant and then yeah. there was six of us yeah so. <laughs> so like we this is not gonna work neons and i had a mustang you know yes. like yeah so we decided you know like we we're gonna upgrade our vehicle and then we went and got the i always loved the body style of the what year was that durango uh i think it was a 2000 so the older Durangos, I love the body style of that. So again, I just loved everything about Dodge. And for the most part, they stayed kind of true to that similar mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah. So we came time to look for trucks. Like we see everybody driving around, you know, those things, they, they look great, mm-hmm. you know, and then we started looking into it and they tow great, you yeah. know. Um, so we then knew, we, yeah, we knew we wanted the, the Hemi engine. Yes. Yeah. We were really uh, fans of the Hemi engine. So we, when we were searching for our, the Dodge, the Ram, we mm-hmm. made sure to look for for Hemi engines, because I, I I just assumed they all had Hemi engines, but they actually don't. Mm-hmm. Not all Rams have the Hemi. Yep. Um, so we made sure that we were looking for one with a Hemi engine. Yep, yep. And uh, so then, really, what made it possible? So we had my truck. My truck was paid off, but we also had you had a Durango. Yes. Um, that was your second Durango. That was the third Durango. The third. Actually. Dur- yes, we had the two thousand. Oh my gosh, it sounds so bad. I, like I've had so many cars, but it's just. Let's just. I'm gonna just, tell it you. Out that I'm way. gonna tell you. No, it didn't just work out. Yes, two of your cars you got on Valentine's Day, because yes. you were like, "Hey, babe, let's get a new car." Yeah, like I was looking, and the dealer said I could get them. It was Valentine's Day. I'm just like, okay, right. whatever. <laughs> so uh, she had a white one first, and what year was that? No, we got the gray one first. That was the the, the first one we bought. Yeah, that yeah. was the family one. Yeah, and then we traded that in for the white one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a newer year. It though. was a new year. Yeah, yeah. I 2000... think it was only a couple years when we bought it. The 2012. 2012, I believe. And then you went to 2000. 15. 15. So, yeah. And then, so then we had, again. We had that one. The 2015 Dodge Durango. We had that and his truck at the mm-hmm. time. And so then we went shopping, right? So we we're going out to the dealers and we're telling them, hey, we're not trying to shake up our budget. And this really made it possible. Something to consider mm-hmm. also. Um, we weren't trying to change our budget too much and we stuck to our guns again. But the, the thing that let us do that was that we had a truck already mm-hmm. that we knew could tow the Galactica. Yes. We didn't need to buy another truck. Right, and when you have that negotiating power, when you don't mm-hmm. need to buy the vehicle, mm-hmm. you can do, you know, they'll offer you something, and you'd be like, mm-hmm. No, yeah, exactly, I don't need this. That payment's too high for me. They didn't want to give me enough for the Durango for the trade in, yep. yeah, the yep. trade in. And I was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, we don't need to do this. Um, I don't, I don't need to trade this car in, and so we walked on a, a couple of them, yeah. Um, but finally, we found somebody that was going to give us what we wanted and the kept the, so gate sent the trade and then kept the payment the same as the Durango. Mm-hmm. So it actually ended up being less right after they did the. No, it was oh, the, the payment. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm thinking the, of the, pay, RV. the payment was about the same. Well, it was a little higher. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that much higher. Yeah. So either, so that made it possible. Mm-hmm. Like we just did a one for one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
swapping vehicles so it didn't shake up our budget too much and so then we the, the truck that we went with was mm -hmm. the 2018 dodge ram 1500 it's the lone star silver four by two crew cab so um it's the lone star edition yes. and so it has that, lots of space on the inside yes it is very nice <laughs> yes. um it's sporting a 5.7 hemi v8 mm -hmm. um it's got the three to one rear axle ratio mm -hmm. we were actually looking for the 373 yes but those are really really hard to find well, the 393 is what was on the rams that's, yeah that's what we we're looking way at. too much they were really ex expensive yeah yeah and what? rare extremely rare and not necessary find. you know depending on where you're at you yeah know, like, so that's when we started researching the rear axles too mm -hmm. like could we could we do this with a 321 mm -hmm. and what would be the big differences in towing with a 321 versus the higher axle ratio yep and that's where we found out that with a 321 and the larger wheel size mm -hmm. that greatly increases your fuel, fuel your fuel economy, economy. so mm -hmm. because it's meant to be on the road and just go trips. you know like mm -hmm. um so those those lower ratios mm -hmm. pull a little harder yeah. the wheel spins a little bigger decreases mm -hmm. your rotations per minute right and so it increases your fuel economy so yeah. that that really really worked out um so that solved the fuel economy issue mm -hmm. uh and then more space more right space, there's yeah. a, a crew cab there's more than enough sitting room back there for uh apollo's the 100 girls, pounds yeah yep. and the dogs yeah mm -hmm. we could finally bring the dogs with us so we were really excited about that the payload went up by like 400 pounds because mm -hmm. it wasn't four-wheel drive and we need that for apollo yeah it, <laughs> with his, his big self <laughs> oh my goodness so he needs the space and yeah. he needs the 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 fuel economy mm -hmm. and then of course uh, it has the gross vehicle weight rating of 6800 pounds again because you lost that four-wheel drive package mm -hmm. right you gain 400 pounds and how much the, yeah, the overall the oh, vehicle overall, could, yeah, yes. yeah 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 the vehicle could weigh and then the frame is just it's a newer model it's a bigger truck mm -hmm. right um and then you have the gross combined weight rating significantly higher is 15,975 pounds um so it could tow even bigger rv mm -hmm. we didn't need it to right but it could pull galactica fully loaded mm -hmm. pull the truck way more we didn't have to worry loaded. about what we were going to put it in spread the out our numbers yeah. so much uh just you know bigger better truck um Again, payload went up to 1820. Mm -hmm. You know, we could put junk in the back. Yeah. We could get the boys in, full family trips, yeah. full of everybody in there. No problem at all. And then we mentioned the, the fuel economy, you know, went way, way up. Uh, and then the towing capacity on that particular truck, the 2018 uh, Dodge Ram, is 10,250 pounds. You know, that's... A lot more. Yeah, it's a lot more the than what the Silverado could pull. It's just mm -hmm. a bigger engine, you know. Um, so you got torque and horsepower. Again, it's just a bigger engine. It's going to mm -hmm. be stronger. Yeah. Um, and then the wheel size, again, was very important. It's the instead of the 16 by 6.5 inches, it's going to be the 20 inch. by 9 inches wheels. Mm -hmm. They're way bigger. They spin a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you get a lot more out of it. Um, it was a little bit smaller bed. Yeah. But not that noticeable. So my, my Silverado is the one of the long beds. Yeah. Uh, we could definitely get a lot more stuff in the back of the truck. But again, what we, really could we, we put in really there? Put because anything. we have the space, but we couldn't right. put anything yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so even with a smaller bed with a higher payload, mm -hmm. uh, it, it definitely worked out. So it was a definite... Those are the reasons why we'd upgrade it. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing to consider if you're considering an upgrade is safety. Yes. Does what you have safely tow what it is that you're planning to tow, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's the first thing to consider. If mm -hmm. the answer is no, and you really want to make this happen, right? Either decrease what it is that you're trying to tow, pick the right thing to tow mm -hmm. that fits into what your, your truck can safely tow. You don't want to be borderline. You yeah. want to make sure that you have lots of room to, mm -hmm. to um, for cargo and stuff like that. 
Yep. So after you check the safety boxes, then the next thing you want to do is get into nuanced things like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Fuel economy, comfort, um, payload, you know, mm -hmm. like and this bigger truck gives us bigger range. Yeah. You know, like we can go further, we can take longer trips, mm -hmm. we can put a, a water tank in the back, we can put gas generators in the back now that lets us boondock stay longer in places that we just couldn't with the Silverado. Right. Um, boondocking is possibility now. Yeah. You know, like we can, one of the big trips I want to take is to Alaska, you know, and then mm -hmm. the, the Silverado could possibly pull it mm -hmm. at the, you know, where we're going, but we would have to be everywhere we go. We'd have to be hooked up. We'd have yeah. to be at RV lots. And, and we'd, we'd have to stop because we'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, you know? certainly, certainly. So a lot of things to consider when upgrading. It was totally worth it for us mm -hmm. um, to get to increase the fuel, the fuel economy, mm -hmm. to increase the comfort, to increase the payload. Um, yeah. And again, it didn't shake up our budget too much. Yeah. Said all that though, I want to finish with this. And I mentioned it at the beginning, and we got this from, again, it's another idea from Mark concept from Mark and Trisha, mm -hmm. Keep Your Daydream, is that don't let the per wait for the perfect conditions to start your adventure. Because if you do that, it's it possible you happened. will never get started. Yeah. So it was really important. I, I say this all the time to, to my students. Mm -hmm. um, to the best ability, and for trucks, capability, right? Mm -hmm. The best capability is availability, yes. right? Um I'm sure coaches say this a lot of times to the athletes. Like, I don't care how talented you are. If you're never there for practice or if you're, you're hurt or injured and not be able to be on the field, or if you get yourself in trouble and you can't be on the field, I can't use you. Yeah. Uh, you know, availability is the most important thing. Our truck, our Silverado was available. Yes. It got us on the road. Yes. So taking that and picking a rig that the Silverado could safely pull mm -hmm. got us started. Yeah. Right? So even if the opportunity to upgrade never came up, we could have gotten going. So I want you to know that. Don't think that you have to have the perfect truck, right? The the perfect rig, mm -hmm. you know, in order to get your journey started. Uh, we got started with the Silverado. Mm -hmm. We picked a Galactica that could be towed by the Silverado. And then when the opportunity came, we looked at why it is that we needed to upgrade. Or I'm saying needed because we didn't need to upgrade. Right. We wanted to upgrade. We wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, we, why we wanted to upgrade. And then we went ahead and made the decision to do it. Mm-hmm. So in the blog post, there's going to be a chart with a side-by-side -side comparison of both of these trucks and uh, the advantages and disadvantages to both of them. Now, I'm going to say that the Ram has a lot of advantages in comparison to the Silverado. But if for you, if overlanding is more your thing, mm -hmm. if you're out in the desert and you're really not sticking to paved roads, you might want to keep that Silverado, be a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? But still your range where you can go, where you can take your RV is significantly further yes. than where we can with the Ram because mm -hmm. it just doesn't have that off-road package. Right. You know, so it's totally about what you what you want from your towing experience mm -hmm. um, and, and what you need. I would say safety is the first thing yeah. you consider when you picking your towing vehicle. Mm -hmm. Safety is the most important thing. You want to pick a vehicle that can tow whatever it is you're planning to tow safely. Mm -hmm. And then what you want, mm -hmm. right? And finding a balance between what you need mm -hmm. versus what you want, right, is where you're going to find that perfect yes. the truck for you mm -hmm. um so hopefully you found this information to be very very useful um and will help you kind of narrow down your decision when selecting your tow vehicle maybe when you're considering an upgrade again that's why we do these podcasts we just want to share our journey with you we are by no means experts no. right we were newbies then yeah. i would say we're a little less newbies now um but this is just what we've discovered and again it's possible that you've read a different blog and you heard a different perspective and you've had a different experience. And we'd love to hear that. Yeah. Definitely feel free sure. to contact us, mm -hmm. connect with us on either Instagram, YouTube, or, or comment on this blog post or email mm -hmm. us and 
share your experience and your knowledge with us because it's about growing, right? right? And we want to learn just as much as we want to help others learn. That's what the RV community is really about. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're doing this. That's why we're sharing our experiences because we'd like to hear other experiences as well. Definitely. Definitely. And, and that's, I personally believe it's a huge part of my teaching philosophy, actually, that knowledge is interchangeable with experience, mm -hmm. right? There's no way that I could ever know everything there is to know in the world because I just have a limited lifetime mm -hmm. and I live in a limited space of the world. And so the, the only way that I could potentially learn everything about the world is to hear the experiences, experiences of others. And that experience translates into knowledge. Mm -hmm. So definitely we're coming at this whole podcasting thing this whole rv channel with the same perspective that we're going to share our experiences our knowledge with you and we'd love to for you to share yes. yours with us yes um so yeah that's a bit about the towing and, mm -hmm. and everything like that but of course we would be um remiss if we didn't cover a little bit of Battlestar Galactica yes. in our podcast because that is our thesis and yes. we actually love the show. Um, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, we are trying to find ways that our journeys across the United States overlap with the voyage of the people on the Galactica across the, the space yes. running from the Cylons. But mm -hmm. that's a whole nother bit that we'll get into in the future. But today what we're going to talk about for Battlestar Galactica is who are our favorite characters in the series? Mm -hmm and why mm -hmm. and then who are our least, least favorite, favorite characters, characters <laughs> in the series and why so um do you want to go first uh sure so who is your favorite character uh, in the series starbuck is my favorite character okay. in the series uh i like starbuck because i really like uh sadie katie uh sackoff sackoff her uh persona of the characters is, is is really great uh i love her performance the most uh, Starbuck evolves significantly over the show. She starts out as this really like, like, uh, what's the word? She's uh, carefree, very yes, reckless. Yes, reckless, extremely reckless mm -hmm. in the very beginning. Um, but you, you really get to know her character all throughout the series and how, how why she's reckless, first of all. Mm -hmm. Um, and then <laughs> you really get to fall in love with her throughout though, too. Um, her relationship with the Galactica family really comes out. Um, so that's, I mean, that's really important to me, obviously, because family is the most important thing. So mm -hmm. I really like seeing relationships with, uh, with people and how they evolve over time. Um, she has a really great depiction of the military lifestyle. I grew up in the military. My, my dad was in the army, so I'm really familiar with the military lifestyle. And, um, so that some parts are really annoying, you know, you really hate some of the parts, um, but you, you die for those people. Um, you, you build really, really strong relationships with those people. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So then there's, there's a lot about, you know, Katie Sackhoff was casted as Starbuck and in the original series back in the seventies, mm -hmm. right. was actually a male character. And so when they casted her as a female, hmm. made her character female for the 2003 release, whole lot of controversy. I didn't know that in the community. And, um, yeah, you just originalist purists yeah. be like, if you're remaking it, how are you going to change something? Like, yeah. Yeah. And so there was a lot of pressure on Katie Sackhoff to deliver performance, huh. you know, and you get into it and you're just like, you don't even think about the fact that she's female anymore. Starbuck is this essence, this power mm -hmm. that it doesn't even matter, you know, that she's a female and not like the original. Mm -hmm. She owns that role. She takes it. And it's amazing. She does. Yes. And, and to your point about, you know, the military lifestyle, I was in the Marines and you just see the essence of Starbuck in the military lifestyle where it's, it's annoying. Every part of it seems mm -hmm. like you think, you think harder, not smarter, mm -hmm. you know, in the military, yeah. and even though you're like, this is dumb. Why are we doing Why this? Are we this, doing this? Yeah. 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 And so there's so many aspects of it that are so frustrating, but you know that you would die for that uniform. You would mm -hmm. die for the people to the left and right of you. Like 
So it's just like a family. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like mm-hmm. they annoy you day in and day out, you know, but you you would die for them. You would right. Die. And Starbuck does that so well. Her she does. Captures that mm-hmm. essence. Um, my favorite character, um, I had a hard time picking one. I thought about this quite a bit, but Admiral Ladama is definitely number one. But mm-hmm. I think he's like, he's got a little growth. It's the Saul Tai character. Yeah. I feel they <laughs> juxtapose so good off of each other that mm-hmm. you can't consider one without the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and their relationship. For one, I just love Admiral Ladama because I firmly believe in military leadership and it is the ultimate position where you have to choose troop welfare over mission accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But he also has these these people that are in his crew that are literally his family, his mm-hmm. son, you know, and he considers Starbuck a daughter. So yeah. there's this other aspect where he's balancing mission accomplishment, the survival of the human race mm-hmm. with troop welfare, making sure that morale is high with his people, you know, they're, there's no replacement. There's one episode where they talk about there's no replacement for these people because mm-hmm. all the rest yes. of humanity is wiped out. There's no one going to relieve you of your post day in and day out. You right. were on that job. You were on the line. So finding a way to help these people maintain their sanity mm-hmm. and keep them motivated and rested, you know, that troop welfare part of it. But then also the emotional part of it where he's emotionally invested in, mm-hmm. you know, Starbuck. He's emotionally invested in Saltai, his best friend. And and his whole crew in general. He yeah. just, he's really emotionally tied. He, he loves... He loves them. Yeah. And he has these distinct performances where you can see he switches from mm-hmm. ruthless military leader, mission accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And he makes some really hard calls. He does. And says some really harsh yes. stuff to, to his crews, to his family, mm-hmm. everybody. And then... But he has to. I mean, yeah. if you watch the show... Survival he, of the he, human race. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He has to save everybody. Yep. It's his... It, he, it's, uh, it all falls on him. It's his responsibility to save everyone. And then he makes these troop welfare decisions, like when they establish the colony on New Caprica and... Someone of his crew that is very, very important to him, Chief, essentially con- runs his ship on the underbelly, right? Mm-hmm. And, but Chief wants to have his kid not on, a, on, on Galactica. He wants to have it on the surface of the Earth. Mm-hmm. And at first he's like, no, I need you. I need you. You're, you run my ship. But then as he considers it and he looks at the dynamics of these people and realizing what they need, mm-hmm. he makes that, tr- that decision for troop welfare yeah. and lets them leave. Comes yeah. back to bite him. And he, yeah. and he pays for it, <laughs> yeah. but he makes that troop welfare decision. Mm-hmm. But then you can see those two where he, he's connected to these people as his family. And the one thing that... I, certain things make me tear up in films, but when uh, Starbuck crashes on that planet and they search for her, mm-hmm. and it came time for them to call the search because a whole bunch of things happen and they have to leave. And he doesn't want to leave his pilot. He doesn't want to leave his pilot, but he doesn't want to leave Starbuck. And so that's a whole separate side story. But the moment I love in that whole episode is at the very end when he's talking to his son, Lee Adama. And Lee's like, if if I was on that planet, mm-hmm. would you leave me? Would you leave And me? Adama looks at him. He's like, boy, <laughs> if it's you on that planet, <laughs> I don't, we, we, we would never, never leave. leave. Like, yes. that's my family. I'm not yeah. going to leave him. I yeah. love watching him shift through those different dynamics. Yeah. And I talked a lot about Adama. Um, so I'm, I don't want to take up too much time talking about Saltai, but uh, we'll cover him in another episode. But he's kind of the... Adama's got all his ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. He puts on the good face. Yes. And he's a hardcore leader. Mm-hmm. But he's a persona. He mm-hmm. is a paragon. And then you got the flip side of that coin. Salt High. Yes. does the same exact situation, but he airs all, all his dirty it. laundry. Yeah. Like, he, he's got a drinking problem, you know? Like, so seeing these two kind of juxtaposed together mm-hmm. through the whole series is so, so great. It is really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go with the least oh favorite character. <laughs> uh, Gaius Baltar is my least favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. He is so fake throughout the entire show. 
his whole character changes. Um, he has no principle whatsoever. None. At all. Well, uh, he goes where it's convenient. And he has no principle. He has no values at all. He doesn't hold Besides anything. himself. Besides himself. Yes, yes. exactly. He's self-motivated. <laughs> and that's it. Um, he hated the past. He, he hated his past. He hated where he was come from. Came from. So he has this whole uh, fake persona that he has throughout the entire show and you actually see it in one of one of the episodes one of the coolest scenes in the show uh he is with um chief i think in a cell mm -hmm. in a cell and he changes his voice to his original accent and it's actually really creepy yeah because you hear this 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 sound come out of this guy that you've been watching for a, a long time and it's it's totally different and so he hates himself so much mm -hmm. that he created this fake persona but you actually see it in only one episode yeah um so yeah <laughs> um and then there's a, also a scene with his dad mm -hmm. um and he hates his dad so much because his dad represents his past and so yeah i just i i, I don't like him at all <laughs> throughout <laughs> the entire show i've he I, yeah, I just don't like him as a, <laughs> a character at all. Yeah, so the show definitely talks a little bit about classism. And so you have different planets that oh, have yes. different resources. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Aralon, the planet that Gaius is from, is more of a farmer Farmers. community. Yeah. Kind of a blue collar. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's got this really, really, there they have this country, rough, grovelly, mm -hmm. like, dialect yeah. addiction. And then, but you have Caprica, which is, think of it as like, the capital. New York. Like the, the capital the, of yeah. all the colonies. Like mm -hmm. New York, like it's a city where they've got the politicians, mm -hmm. the intellectuals, the academics, mm -hmm. right? Um, so he wants that life so bad he goes there. Yeah. And he, he changes. When you first, for a significant portion of the show in the beginning, he has this really kind of educated, kind of British. Yeah, I think so. British kind of accent. Mm -hmm. um, and then that switch when he goes from one. To the, to the other, other that it's, scene is it's, it's like wow yeah what and and James Callis the actor plays guys Baltar mm -hmm. like when he makes that switch and hear that sound come out of him that is so different from what you've been hearing yeah it's extremely extremely powerful mm -hmm. um, so yeah but yeah my least favorite character actually I feel the same way about <laughs> but it's really weird how they have different roles in the story and, and yeah. it's now that I'm thinking about it maybe they're two sides of the same coin intentionally and my my least favorite character is Laura Roslin. Because I believe that she is just as fake. Like, I cannot stand this one. For one, she becomes president of the colonies mm -hmm. because everyone else gets wiped out. So she's like fifth in line in the line of succession. No, I think it's further than that. Yeah, she's like, what, 12th? I think it's 12th, yeah. Yeah, so it's the line of succession. She's the secretary of education. Mm -hmm. And everyone else gets wiped out. And she's off planet on a... Some cruise ship or something. Yeah, but she's going to the Galactica for the ceremony. Yes. But I think, I think it's because everybody else above her in the totem pole weren't going to waste their time to go for this decommissioning ceremony of the Galactica. So mm -hmm. they sent a political figure, the secretary of education, right. To go there and, and kind of be their stand in. Um, so she becomes president of the colonies. And mm -hmm. I, I think part of it is good to watch her growth, but it's really, really kind of to me gross to see her in moments where based on what she needs, some, a lot of times, I feel it's more personal than it's for the needs of the people as a whole that she's leading. She changes and flips on people. Mm -hmm. And she says that she's doing it in the name of like preserving the human race and things like that. But I, a lot of the times it's really, really hard for me to see it as completely disingenuine and it's yeah. only serving her own means 
she is one of the people but i think it serves her more than it serves a lot of other people um so she flips and turns on people that sacrifice so much to help her yeah but then two or three episodes later when the situation changes she's flipping on them um and just kind of watching her through the show do that and i like to say that she changes but she doesn't you know like there's no point where she's just like i shouldn't have done that you know i don't ever really think hear her apologize at any point for when she turns on people she turned on starbuck you know like and there's a whole episode she sends starbuck she makes starbuck violate her relationship with admiral ladama Mm -hmm. because of religious motivations they both had a common belief in a religious structure and starbuck and believing in the president and this religious structure, she has caused her violate her relationship with the Dhamma. Not only that, but the military. In the military overall. Yeah, you're definitely right. And and Starbuck comes, does that for her. But later down the road, she thinks Starbuck is a Cylon. Right. You know, and it's just like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So for all the same reasons that you don't like Gaius Baltar, like not a fan of Laura Rosalind yeah. at all. The performances were great, though. Yeah. Not at all. All the actors did phenomenal. It's just the yeah. characters were written in such a way that makes them so dislikable for me. <laughs> but that, that but that's what makes a good show, though, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you actually hate characters, yeah. you know, and, like, love characters, that's what makes it a good show. C.G. Joffrey. Game of Thrones. Anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, it was all of that. And though they're just four. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, it's hard to pick your favorite. Yeah. It's hard to pick your least they're favorite. they're all really, really So well, well done. And that's like, a testament to the show and the mm-hmm. casting and director's. Um, because for the majority of them, Edward Jane's almost in, uh, Laura Rosson. What is the actor's name? I can't remember. Her name. It's slipping my tongue right now. It'll, I'll put it right here in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the only two really big, well-known names. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was kind of a nobody mm-hmm. and they brought them together and made this magic, this cult classic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really cool. So yes. again, that's our favorite characters in Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. and our least favorite characters in Battlestar Galactica. Um, again, if you're planning on watching the show, if you've already seen the show, Tell us who your favorite characters are yes. uh, in the comments and tell us who your least favorite characters are and why. If you're planning on watching the show, uh, definitely let us know that too. There's going to be some point where we're going to be start covering episode by episode, right? What's mm-hmm. going on in Battlestar Galactica, kind of doing episode reviews. Um, so we're not trying to, this guy's just your early spoiler warning. <laughs> and we'll definitely give a spoiler warnings if you're watching the show now for the first time, inspired mm-hmm. by us, that that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um but also that's down the road. But also something else that's down the road is we're about seven months behind where we started traveling on content. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that I'm considering doing is reaction videos. We have lots of content that where we went and filmed <laughs> yeah. while we were out there. Uh, but taking the time to like cut each individual trip as mm-hmm. an episode will put us behind on talking about the content stuff that we're doing right now. So we'll mm-hmm. always be six or seven months behind. Yeah. So I'm considering doing a reaction video where we watch kind of the footage that we filmed mm-hmm. when we were out there on these trips and reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. So hopefully if reaction videos are your thing, uh, you can be excited about those. Mm-hmm. Those won't be podcasts. Those will be primarily on our YouTube, YouTube. channel. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on YouTube at... So Say We Travel. So say we travel. And also, if you want to see more of the day-to-day things that we're doing, the way that we update the most is going to be on our Instagram, and that's it. So say we travel. So we travel. And, of course, this blog post, this podcast, and everything will be going up on our website. So say we travel. Dot com. com. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you can reach out to us in a whole bunch of different ways, connect with us in a whole bunch of ways, ways that resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd love to hear from you, love to connect with you. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode. Hopefully. And uh, until the next one, 
What do we say? See you down the road. That's it. See you down the road. <laughs> Y'all take care. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking the video and subscribing to our video channel and podcast. We have absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anyone else interested in this lifestyle. So if you'd like to connect with us, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at So Say We Travel and on YouTube at So Say We Travel or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com. See you down the road.